Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Oh, oh boy. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. I don't know what it is today. I'm feeling fantasy football is what I'm feeling. It's course, a nice rainy day. Maybe. Of course, uh, it's April 9th. So we got a long way to go before we get to watch any form of football. Oh, but I love looking at statistics. I spent a, a chunk of time today studying Damian Williams. How most people spend their day off. Yeah. <laughs> Reading about Damian Williams. Uh, it is Thursday, April 9th. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon on a phone call per normal, per huge. And uh, we got a lot to get to in this episode. We're going to discuss um, wide receiver rankings part two. We're going to rank 13 through 24 in this episode. It's going to be relatively interesting uh, before we get to our main uh, what is it? Main uh, segment. We have a quick question. Uh, before we get into that question, though, check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the FF Champs on Twitter, at the Fantasy Champions on Instagram. Uh, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. Subscribe wherever you listen Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, all, the, all those platforms. You can find us anywhere, really. Uh, and then leave a review. I saw that a few kind people left some reviews. So uh, continue leaving reviews, my friends, because it means a lot to our heart and soul and it the does. SEO of this podcast. Now, I think you've gotten a lot better at that because before you used to be like, <laughs> but uh, you actually, you actually um, slowed it down. Pull, yeah. Slowed it down so Crap. people could hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well so let's, let's, let's do a quick question. Because, sure, you know, there's no news. <laughs> there's no news around this league anymore. Uh, should no. you remove the kicker position from your league? <laughs> now, uh, I just want to preface this question. I saw, I think it was PFF um, that posted about this uh, fantasy football. I think they posted not about this particular thing, but about, uh, they asked the question, what rules does your league have that are completely ridiculous um, and that shouldn't be rules in your league? Um, obviously Vito took the cake, but uh, one of the people, one of the things that people were really interested in was this kicker position. Um, I'm mm. curious to see how many leagues actually still have kickers in them. To be honest with you, the amount of hate that kickers got in this, this little discussion. Um, so should you remove kickers from, from I, your league? I are, didn't realize kickers people too. Yeah. They, I mean, kickers are people, but, um, like to me, it's not like a big deal. I could do with or, or without with kickers. Um, yeah. So it, it really doesn't matter to me. It's kind of a personal preference thing. I do kind of like it sometimes because it's like a little nuisance, um, which is probably why you don't like it. It's the opposite, but I just, I like yeah. it because it can piss people off like that. And wow. I'm just like, yeah, I know it's fancy football. The hatred what can you say? Yeah. What can you say? Um, um, so for, I know you probably have a lot stronger opinions on this. Listen, I've lost so many freaking fantasy championships on kickers foots and I'm sick of it. <laughs> the rage inside me towards the kicker position is way too much. I think it's uncalled for actually. I, I honestly think the kicker position is it, it to me, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, all fantasy football is just luck. If you're listening to this podcast, you obviously know, uh, fantasy football takes preparation right? Preparation, work, time, all that stuff. And, uh, you know what I mean? You have to prepare for your actual freaking draft instead of just winging it draft night folks. Um, but for me, what I have a quick question for you, Rick, what position has the least amount of impact in prediction? Uh, that would probably be kicker. Yeah. So you can't predict the kicker position. No one ever knows what's going on. You can do your best. I've tried multiple different ways. I've used, uh, <laughs> defense can be pretty unpredictable defense is very unpredictable but it's slightly predictable based on matchup like kickers there's just no matchup sure. it's like it's like you, just, some, yeah. you throw darts at the wall and hope you know something hits the the center of the dartboard um so for me like i've tried to i've tried to go to vegas 
tried to look at Vegas odds, look at the over-unders, figure out uh, if this is going to be a game where kickers are very involved. That didn't work. I tried uh, I tried to just go by offense. Usually, you know, the, the highest scoring offense in the league usually has a, a very good kicker. Sure. Uh, that doesn't work either. Um, and well, it works kind of, and then, and then I tried, you know, you, you generally the thought process is streaming kickers, right? And how do you, how can you stream a position you can't predict? Right. So uh, for me, I would say no kickers, get them out of your league. See you later. Have you, who next, needs them? You, you should try, uh, I already tried. <laughs> no, no, try red zone defense, red zone defense. So it, or the opponent's red zone defense. Hold on a second. When, I don't know if I've heard of this before. Okay, so <laughs> if define oh, maybe if I the have. team has if the team has the top red zone defense, okay. the o- offensive team will probably get stuck in the red zone and won't be able to score a touchdown, which okay. will lead them to kick a field goal. You can try that. That's interesting. I don't know if that would work at all. There's got to be a head. stat. There's got to be a stat. I just think kickers have uh, sometimes they have way too much of an impact on games when you're sitting here trying to figure out you're analyzing experience you're analyzing yeah (laughs) you're analyzing uh you know all kinds of fantasy points you're talking about you know what a guy can do and what he can't do you know i can predict the running back position somewhat the wide receiver position the quarterback position tight end even defense to some extent but kicker man that is that is a that's an honest to god luck position, and um, I try to make it so that you know the whole my whole fantasy week doesn't rely on the stupid kicker position, but sometimes it does. Yeah, but if you just get rid of it, then or you can just crush your team by twenty plus points and don't have to worry. That's about it. that's very true. Put the super team in it. Um, I obviously have uh, bitter emotions towards the kicker. They are people, but uh, <laughs> they don't debatable. help me at all. They, they are debatable. <laughs> Uh, so let's before we waste any more time on kickers let's move into our wide receiver rankings part two uh we're gonna we're gonna talk about some players uh twice today just because of how the rankings played out in uh, me and rick's situation here um but we won't spend too long on some of these guys so uh we're gonna i'll start with uh my my 13th guy uh, that we talked a little bit about on the last program. Um, my 13th guy is Juju Smith-Schuster. You had him 11th? Yeah. So, um, obviously, you explained why you had him up that high on the previous show. Um, I'm not too far. We're not going to spend a lot of time on Juju. But um, sure. I, just, I, I have him 13 just because uh, I, I'm a little bit burned. Spent a lot of trade capital to get him last year because I love him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it didn't work out. Um, I'm also uh, concerned about uh, Big Ben's arm and his effect. He, he, what did he tear a ligament in his elbow? That's never a good yeah, sign for a 40-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> 39, 37. What is his age? He's old. Yeah, I think he's 38, yeah. 39. But anyway, that's not a good sign for a quarterback who has an injury. So um, I think that uh, Juju is going to be good. But last year, I've come up, I've come off, I've come a long way from saying Juju's going to be a top five receiver <laughs> to now. Yeah. I have him ranked 13. I think he's going to be good this year. I think he's going to be a lot better than people suspect. I do want to give his mm-hmm. ADP. I don't know if I did it on the last show. Um, let me. Just I think he he, he could be higher with a better quarterback. But I do agree with the Roethlisberger point. I still think Roethlisberger with a with one arm would be better than Mason. Anybody Rudolph, that they had last year. <laughs> Yeah, but he's still not good enough for Juju to be. I think it put me for me to put Juju in the top ten. Yeah, Juju right now is in the seventh round. Yeah, so which I will gladly take in the seventh round. um, I don't know what the consensus is. I'm not going to pull it up. But anyway, so I think I think it was like 14. It was like it wasn't too oh really far off from yeah. Yeah, so I think I think thirteen is a safe kind of place to put him. Um, yeah. I think he can be a wide receiver one, and if he performs like he did in previous years with Antonio Brown and uh, Big Ben doesn't really have any arm issues, um, I think that you're going to see uh, Juju probably ascend higher than that. I still feel I still have the same feels on Juju, but um, I just can't I I can't move him up because of the risks. Um, I think sure. there's a lot more players that are going to be. 
uh, safer bets than Juju Smith-Schuster. So anyway, uh, the other guy that we talked about, I just want to get the guys we talked about out of the way really quickly, um, is uh, I think we talked about on the last one, Adam Thielen. You had him ranked... Yeah, 12th. 12th? Okay, so... Thielen for me, I, I I finished my top 24 and I put Adam Thielen 17. Okay. I don't know why. I have him so low. Kind of hurts, well, actually. Mean, it's not like, because it's, it's not like that far off for me. And I get why you'd put him 17. Um, you know, he's the only guy there now, which could be a good thing, but that could, could be also bad be a thing. bad thing. Yeah. yeah, you could get double teamed on every play. Uh, so... It, I, I, it makes sense why you would have him 17. I think there's also a strong concern for me that last year, you saw the beginning of the season, right? Where Thielen was just, he was, he and Stefan Diggs were just not being thrown. To they him. were, they were throwing the ball like 15, 16 yeah. times a game. And um, if, if, if that happens again, you're talking about five, six targets a game for Adam Thielen. Uh, and that's not a good sign for a wide receiver. Now, they learned after six or seven weeks that, hey, you know what? Maybe we should throw the football a little bit more often. Um, but I think I think what they want to do is pound the ball with Dalvin Cook and, and um, who's the other guy? Alexander Madison. And yep. they want to run the football. That's what they want to do. And, and that's not going to change from this year to last year, right? Kevin Stefanski leaving is not going to change that. What was, what was pushing that was uh, the assistant head coach, who I believe now is the offensive coordinator for the Vikings. Um, I don't remember his name. It's, it's, it's escaping me. But he was pushing that pound, you know, ground and pound mentality. If they go back to that, uh, Thielen's not going to have that same uh, production value that you would sure. want. Um, so that's why I have him lower on my list at 17. I would like to rank yeah. him a little bit higher and I might actually move him up. I, like I, I was thinking about today. I'm like, you gotta, in fantasy football, you gotta weigh those pros and cons. And, mm. uh, for me, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like you know, the, the pros of Adam Thielen are that Stefan Diggs is gone. He's always been a really good slot receiver. He can finish as a wide receiver one, probably low end and his ADP is not all that horrible right now. I believe it's at, uh, let me just find it. Where are you feeling? Uh, three ten. So his ADP is not horrible. Yeah. Um, that's not awful. So it's, it's, those are the kind of the pros for Adam Thielen that, but the cons are just uncertainty and lack of, um, opportunity, I think. So for me, I'm, I'm kind of a little bit lower on Thielen than I have been in the past. Um, and I, I might move them up. I don't know who knows, but those are the two guys we talked about on the last program. So let's talk about some different guys. I think you have some major differences in terms of where guys, uh, land. Um, I'm higher on some guys you're lower on some guys. So let's just break it down. Um, I'll start with, uh, you, you have on the previous show, we discussed, um, Odell too. Yeah. I guess we can start quickly with Odell. Why do you have Odell at 13? Um, it's for similar reasons why I said in the last show. I think there's just way too many weapons there in Cleveland. Okay. And Baker likes to spread the ball. Okay. Uh, and it's not like he was like it's not like Odell was getting a lot of the targets yeah. last year. And you add two tight ends, because Njoku right. barely played. He right. missed like ten games. Now you add Austin Hooper as well, who's gonna get mm-hmm. targets in that offense. Okay. Uh I think there's just too many weapons for Odell. Unless, unless Baker really starts favoriting him, which I don't see happening. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, I love Odell. Right now, he's getting drafted in the sixth round, fifth round. So oh, that's, really? That is a I, low... I'll gladly take him there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, even you're, you're low on him, and you're like, yeah, I would yeah. 100% take him there. I did want to... Hold on one second. I'm going to try to pull up uh, the consensus to let you know where... Um, we were talking about Odell, right? Yeah, Odell is ranked. So hold on a second. In half PPR, the consensus at wide receiver is done. 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 Ten. Okay. Top tier three. So uh, I yeah I, I'm I'm kind of in that we're we're both in that same region. You're a little bit lower on them just because yeah you know for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, I talked about him in the last show. So if you want to hear about Odell, go to the last show. Um, and I believe there was only one, there wasn't any other guys that were my top 10, right? Uh, AJ Brown, AJ Brown. And you have Uh, him where? uh, 16. 
Um, trying to see you're a 16. Okay. Reasoning, yeah. reasoning, reasoning, reasoning. I don't believe that Tannehill, I don't think is going to have okay. as good a success. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're going to run the ball out with Henry. And it's, it's just, it's just a lot of big concerns with that Titans passing attack. Yeah. Like I've seen right. it before. I know it's a different quarterback and I, I would like to hope that it's, they're going to, it's going to be the same as last regular season yep. where Tannehill goes on that run. But I just, I don't know. Uh, so for now, I have AJ Brown 16. Okay, sounds fair enough. Um, so you have uh, Odell 13. I have Juju 13. So that takes care of our 13th. Um, yep. 14, Cooper Cup for me is is the guy. You also have yeah. Cooper Cup 14? Yes, yeah. Um, so we both agree. So we cannot discuss agreeing for a second. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, for me, I think, I think Cooper Cup actually might even finish higher than where he's ranked on this particular list. Um, I think he's a wide receiver one. I think he's a low end wide receiver one at that, but he had some really good games last year. There are rumors floating around that Brandon cooks is on the trade market. Um, There are teams around the league that need wide receivers at this point. And I think that he's going to be shopped and either a, they'll cut him in training camp. I think I talked about that on one of our shows or um, B, they'll get a deal done. But I don't think Brandon Cooks is going to be a Ram next year. So that opens up target share for um, for for Cooper Cup even more. And I think when you saw there was only when there was only two wide receivers there, you know, Cooper Cup got a lot of opportunity. He got a lot of um, of work. And so I think I think for me, he gets he gets a large pat on the back for getting more opportunity. But I think uh, he's going to have a a relatively decent year this year. Um, I think he finished, where did you finish Cooper cup last year? He finished at number four, so he's not going to finish the number four wide receiver, but I think he's going to finish eight, nine, kind of where Keenan Allen was last year. Yeah. Um, I think that's a safer bet, but nothing really changed in that offense besides Todd Gurley leaving. And is Todd Gurley really that much of an effect on what they did last year? No. So, um, yeah, no, I I pretty much agree with with what you said. I mean, Cooper Cup was a legit top seven wide receiver last yeah. year in fantasy, and I I don't really see too much changing in that offense other than losing Todd Gurley, which you yeah. know it doesn't help a lot. But it's like the passing game; it's it's not going to change too much. Uh, and Cup is still Jared Goff's security blanket, and he's still the main guy in that Rams offense. Yeah, um, right now his ADP is by the way. Excuse me. Um, his ADP is. Where are you, Thielen? Did I already say it? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Not I'm sorry. I, I put them in the same box for some reason. Uh, so Cooper Cup's two eleven, which is concerning. Uh, that's yeah. Um, that is uh, two eleven. Is the ninth wide receiver off the board? So at not four, awful, at fourteen. For us, you know, we're kind of looking at if he's on the board as the 14th wide receiver, which right yeah, now, oh, if yeah. you were to if you were to match up the ADP with that, that's around back end this late third, um, early fourth and 12 team. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking that Cooper Cup is probably going to be a guy, at least if you're following our rankings and our draft information, um, you're probably not going to end up with. Um, because we have him ranked a little bit lower. Uh, but like for me, I, if he's, if he's there in the late, a uh, late, what is it? Late third, early fourth. I'm okay with that. But if you're taking him in the second round, that's very risky to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I gotta agree with you on that one. That's a little too high, but I mean, it's not like too far off from where we have him. Yeah. Um, so the next guy, uh, at least what we'll talk about the next guy, Stefan Diggs. Um, I have, sure. I have Diggs um, 15. His consensus is, uh, I believe, where are you, Stefan? His consensus is 21. So, um, and oh, you, that's you, actually lower than you have I, him. I sent you the wrong list, by the way. So the, the one you're like, yeah, yeah. I send it to you for okay, what, what, I have him 19. It's not, it's not too far off. Okay. Um, you have him 19 is what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Yours is not too off from the consensus. I have him 15. Is it your love for Diggs? I, you know what? I've talked about Diggs before and I've said that, uh, Stefan Diggs happens to be the guy that I keep drafting by accident. It's going to happen. If, I don't know if you guys, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment below, 
uh, if you have any guys that you draft by accident every single year. Um, but I always end up with Stefan Diggs. I actually really love the landing spot for Stefan Diggs. I think a lot of people are probably a little bit skeptical about the, the bills being a landing spot and how effective he's going to be as a wide receiver. And the statistics that I will reference are the ones that you got out of um, uh, John Brown who went to Buffalo last year. He was a wide receiver sure. 20 and he's not nearly as talented as Stefan Diggs. So I think, I think what you're going to get out of Diggs this year uh, is a much higher, more talented production for, uh, cause John Brown is still there, right? Am I correct on that? Yeah, he is. Yep. Okay. So yeah, you're going to get, you're going to get a lot more, uh, targets and you're going to get a lot more production out of Stefan Diggs in, in Buffalo. Um, and I think that I'm a little bit higher on him. I think he'll finish it mid range wide receiver too. Um, yeah. he usually finishes on the edge of 12 between 12 and 14 is where he usually is. Sometimes he's up and up towards the 10 area, but where did he, do you know where he finished last year? He finished, um, wide receiver 20, I believe. Okay. Oh, Diggs. Yeah. Wide receiver 21, like two spots behind John Brown. And yeah. that was with, um, basically no targets. <laughs> yeah. So I think his target share will go up in Buffalo. I think that they, they've desperately, we've talked about before how desperate, uh, they needed wide receivers. And, um, if Josh Allen is, is going to be good, uh, you need, you need to give him some talented receivers and he has that. So I think there's a good chance that, uh, Stefan Diggs has a really good year. That's why I have him at 15. Why do you have him a little bit lower at 20, 20, 19? I have 19. Okay. 19. Yeah. yeah 19. So. Um, for me, like I, I love the move for the bills. Like I like Stefan Diggs. I think fantasy wise, he'll be Good, but it's. It, I think it, it is going to be similar to last year. He's going to get more targets. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be a crazy amount because John Brown is still yeah. there. Cole Beasley is still there. Right. They're going to run the ball with Devin Singletary, and it's not like Josh right. Allen. I don't think. Like I like Josh Allen fantasy wise, but I don't think he's going to throw for like forty touchdowns and yeah, five thousand yards. Like I, I, I just don't see Stephon. I mean, there's a chance if they really focus him and focus on him and make him be yeah. the guy in that offense. And they run plays for a lot of plays for him and give him a yeah. large amount of targets that he will be a, a top 10 fancy wide receiver. Um, but like, I, I don't really see him getting enough action. Like yeah. he'll ha- he'll have big weeks. So I think it's similar to last year with Minnesota. I think he'll have big weeks where he'll, he'll make a couple big plays yeah. um, and he'll get like a 25 point week and then the next week josh allen will stink right and throw the ball like 20 something times and he'll only get fancy points by running the ball and mm. Diggs will get like three catches for 30 yards right like i i think there'll be a lot of that going on this season for yeah Diggs. so it's not really why i i would that's why i don't really want him on my team unless he's gonna fall in the draft so john brown had a total of uh, 115 targets last year and um Stefan Diggs had 96 and they finished at the same area, uh, kind of a 183 last year for Stefan Diggs. And I mean, a 183 for, uh, John Brown and 180 for Stefan Diggs. So, um, there is a real reality for me here where if you give Stefan Diggs 120 targets, which is not unrealistic from what he had had in the past in like 2018, sure. um, he's going to produce a lot better than John Brown just because he's more talented. Um, so for me, I think, I think if he does hit that 120 target threshold, he does become a wide receiver one. Um, right now he's getting drafted at, I believe it's four Oh four, which is the 17th wide receiver off the board. Um, so for me, the value is there for Stefan Diggs. Um, you're a little bit, like I said, you're a little bit lower on him. So it's a little bit of a reach for you. Um, but for me, I think, I think that's, probably a great place to get digs really every year you get digs in that round um you so, always regret it yeah it's true um but i think i think the location changes and i think it changes what stefan Diggs can do because i think sure. you know you talked about what the vikings always did and and I, I like do you think who's a better quarterback kirk cousins or or josh allen so i was gonna ask you this like i i would rather have josh allen on my team okay and i'd rather have josh allen on my fantasy team but when it, when it comes to like just strictly throwing the football and not talent wise, but just yeah. like accuracy and everything like that, 
I don't think there's much of a difference between Kirk Cousins and Josh Allen. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, just a little bit higher on him. Uh, let's talk about, uh, we'll talk about my number 16th guy. You had AJ Brown, which we already discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, I have uh, Calvin Ridley and um, I'm a lot higher on Calvin Ridley. You have him 18. Yeah. It's only two spots down. Okay. That is actually uh, consensus. I believe uh, Calvin Ridley is 20 right now. Consensus. So you're pretty close to the consensus. I'm a little, like I said, higher on I'm the, Calvin I'm Ridley. the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're safer. I'm a little more risky. I love Calvin Ridley. I think, um, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a stud this year. I think this year is the year you start to see a transition from Julio Jones to Calvin Ridley. He's a favorite in the red zone for some reason for, for Matt Ryan. And I think, uh, I think you're going to see Calvin Ridley. See, they, they pass the ball an absurd amount. They do. And, and when you look at Calvin Ridley, I think like you still saw like Julio Jones get like 150 plus targets last year, but mm-hmm. you still saw around a hundred for Calvin Ridley. So if that starts to shift in Ridley's direction where he can, and he only played 13 games too, by the way. So he was getting about seven targets a game. Um, so if you see that increase to about maybe eight and a half to nine targets a game, which is like a one and a half, you know, target per game difference, you're going to see him finish right around the region of 130 and or 125 mm-hmm. to 130, which I think is a great range for Calvin Ridley. And because of his high ceiling when it comes to touchdowns, I think Ridley could actually finish as a, as a low end wide receiver one um, instead of a, a low end wide receiver two. So I have him in the, in the middle range of wide receiver two, just for safety. Um, he right now he's at four Oh seven, which is the wide receiver 20. Um, or yeah, the wide, the 20th wide receiver off the board, I should say. Um, so I think, I think that's a, a good place to get Calvin Ridley. I think they're for, you look at Diggs. Diggs not, he's not an old man by any no, stretch 26. of the imagination. He's 26 years old, but Calvin Ridley is, is younger. He's, he hasn't broken out yet. He hasn't had that big season yet. And this is his third year. Wide receivers usually break out in their second or third years. So I think, I think you could could see a big season for Calvin Ridley. Um, And especially without Austin Hooper there and them not really finding a huge replacement at tight end. Um, I think you'll see. I think you'll see Calvin Ridley perform a lot better than where he's being ranked right now, and I think the value is there for Calvin Ridley as well. Yeah, the value is absolutely there. I mean, he, he's somebody who could fly up boards too. I think. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Ridley, like you made a lot of good points. Like Austin, they throw the ball a lot. Austin Hooper's right. not there, and he's already of one of the red zone favorites. I mean, before he got injured last year, he was on pace of mm-hmm. having a better season than he did the year before. Right. Now there's less targets there. Mohamed Sanu was there in the beginning of the season. Uh, I I do think Calvin Ridley's got a lot of potential yeah. this year, which is why I have him a little higher. You have him a lot higher. You made the risk, but I think yeah. that's one that that could definitely pay off because I I think Calvin Ridley could definitely have I a think, big year. I think the wide receiver position is uh, one of those positions where you can take risks, like running backs. You take a risk and you can get burnt on it. But wide receiver, the wide receiver position taking risks can pay off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I think I think. You know, for me, Calvin Calvin Ridley is is a great risk. Like, if DJ Moore is not on the board in the fourth round for you, yeah, you know what I mean. You could definitely take a Calvin Ridley there. The um, only reason I don't have Ridley, I think, higher on this list is because yeah. all the guys I have ahead of him are clear cut number one guys in their offense. Okay, and I'm confident they're going to get a lot of targets. Yeah, I am confident Calvin Ridley is going to get a lot of targets, but I still think Julio is the the guy. Okay, and he's the security blanket for me. You just you just love Julio. I do. <laughs> so my 17 was uh, Adam Thielen. Your 17 is Cortland Sutton. So let's yeah. let's talk about Cortland Sutton a little bit because sure. I have uh, Cortland Sutton 21. Okay, um, and I think. For me, uh, Sutton is. I'm, I like Sutton. I like him a lot. I liked him before other people liked him. But, you did, but I, I have a hard time believing that um, the rookie quarterback or not rookie quarterback, second year quarterback Drew Locke, is going to be able to get Cortland Sutton a mass amount of fantasy points next year. 
Um, I think that offense uh, is okay. They're not great. The addition of Melvin Gordon is a good one. Definitely helps. Yeah. Uh, definitely helps. I think, you know what I mean? They don't really have any other receivers besides Cortland Sutton. And uh, who's that other guy? Can't remember the slot receiver. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, um, I can't remember his name. But anyway, yeah. Cortland Sutton's really the only wide receiver option in Denver left. So, yes, they're probably going to force him the ball. But that also means that he's going to he's going to, you know, be facing Stephen, the Stephen Gilmore's of the world. And, you know, can he hold up and perform fantasy wise with those, you know, with those guys across from him? I don't know. But uh-huh. I think Cortland Sutton, it, you know, he's extremely talented. I really like him. I'm a lot lower on him just because of the the uncertainty surrounding that entire team, new offensive system. Uh, you know, the quarterback, he's changing offensive systems. He's just starting out. Uh, and, and the offense is just a lot of question marks. So I'm not ready to put all my eggs in the Cortland Sutton basket just yet. And right now he's going at three Oh four. So that is high. Like that, the place where he's going is definitely high. Um, but what I'll say about Cortland Sutton, why I really like him, um, I, I have him number 17. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it also helps. He was 19 last like, year, by the way, 186 fantasy okay. points, 19th yeah. fantasy. Sorry. I just want to, uh, no, you're not really fine. Uh, I think, <clears throat> first of all, I think I like to lock a little bit more than you. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think he's like a franchise. He could, he, I don't know if he will be, but I think he has the ability to be a franchise level quarterback. Yeah. 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 Um, and with Cortland Sutton there, who, Every year he has improved. It's only been two years, but his rookie season, he was decent, and we talked about him. And then his yep. second year, he blew up. He had that one-handed catch, um, which yeah. was ridiculous. And now it's year three, which is a big breakout right. year for receivers. He, You're right. He kind of is the only guy in that offense. But again, uh, he's Drew Locke's go-to guy as well because of that. Right. Um, he's going to get a lot of targets. The offense isn't great, but it's not awful either. It's gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm if they add offensive line, maybe in the draft or maybe a second receiver as well, uh, they can improve on that. They have a good young tight end as well. Yeah. I, I, I just like Cortland Sutton and I like the, the direction that it's going for him. And if drew lock is halfway decent, Cortland Sutton's might even be higher than number 17. Yeah. You're, you're probably right. I mean, he's extremely talented. Um, he scored fantasy points against some of the best corners in the league last year. Yeah. So, um, I he was the number one guy in the offense with nobody around him last year. And he had had a worst quarterback. He had 126 targets. Um, for me, I I think he's, I think a lot of these wide receiver twos that we're talking about, Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, you know, Calvin Ridley, Adam Thielen, Juju Smith Schuster, Odell Beckham, a lot of these guys that are getting ranked between 13 and, and 17 or 18 are guys that you look at as, you know, guys that can and, may finish as wide receiver ones, but you don't really see them having that boom. Okay. I'm going to finish as a wide receiver one, you know, top three uh, guys. So uh, I think there are some guys like, I I think there's definitely breakout potential there with Cortland Sutton um, in that conversation with Calvin Ridley. For me, I I'm staying away from Cortland Sutton personally, just because of, I, I don't think last year I had 126 targets. I don't think that's going to grow. I don't think it's going to exceed. I, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to exceed that 126 target mark. Um, I don't, when did, when did Drew Locke take over? It was week 13. Week 13. Okay. So from week 13 to week 17, he had uh, five targets, seven targets, 10 targets, 10 targets, eight targets. So I like the two target, 10 target games in, in week 15 and 16 and the seven target game against Houston week 14. But Oh, and the eight target game. So at the last four games of the season, I mean, he was, he was targeted a lot, um, yeah. but we got to see the production. I mean, he didn't catch a touchdown in any one of those games. I so, think he, he, he got, he got two touchdowns in the game that he only had a few five targets. targets. Yeah. 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 Uh, two touchdown catches and four red zone targets. Um, or I'm sorry, four catches. Uh, so I don't think anyone in Denver, <laughs> they, they didn't really, I don't know Font actually had a, had a big game in one of those, but yeah, they weren't like they were scoring a lot of touchdowns anyway. Yeah, I think uh, I just I think that there's a there's a reality for Cortland Sutton. I don't like where he's getting drafted. To be honest with you, it has nothing really no, to do with Cortland Sutton. It's it's just that he's three ten. I don't like I don't like that spot for him either. I mean, like, let's it, let's 
what did I say? Three ten. Hey, if be, he was going four, like sorry. fifth, fifth, sixth round, I would love him in that spot because yeah. I think he's got a lot of he upside. Kinda, but he kind of reminds me a little bit, try. a little bit of what Chris Godwin was last year. Yeah, and, uh, I think that is. I mean, that's a good thing. But Godwin was way, 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 way over where I wanted to take him. Because there was a lot of hype for yeah, him. Yeah, a lot of hype He kept for moving him. up on boards and we're like, okay. And Corlin Sutton is in yet. the same area. Yeah. I mean, he has, you know, he has all the makings to be a top end receiver in this league. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just, I think for me, it really is offensive line and quarterback are the real questions. Like, yeah. is this team going to be good offensively? Can Drew Locke be a good quarterback? Can they move the ball? Because for me, the difference at quarter at wide receiver a lot of the time is unless you're Julio Jones, unless your name is Julio Jones and you play for the freaking Atlanta Falcons, your yardage really isn't going to be a massive indicator for your fantasy points in fantasy football, right? Um, yeah. Or yardage at, at the wide receiver position isn't really going to drive your fantasy numbers. It's really going to be uh, touchdowns. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of wide receivers that finish in the top, you know, uh, 15 are guys that, that really blow up in terms of, you know, touchdowns when they have their breakout year. I mean, Chris Godwin, I think caught 15, 16, 17 touchdowns, um, last year. So can Cortland Sutton do the, do the Denver Broncos get in the red zone enough for Cortland Sutton to, you know, to score enough touchdowns to get him into that conversation of being a high end, you know, wide receiver one i don't know yeah it's that that is a that is the biggest risk with court and son and if you're um, drafting him at 304 i think that's you're high. you're ripping your pants off yeah. and saying i'm all in and it's like and I, i'm all in and i'm not doing that the, the biggest thing with with drafting that people need to understand is that you know the higher your draft pick is the more risk it carries so yeah. If if you are drafting in the first, second, or third round, and you're wasting draft picks on guys that you believe in, then you're playing fantasy football wrong. You got to go after guys in the first three or four rounds that you like and that you you believe in. But the main factor should be safety. It should be can this guy get me? The, how 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 likely is it for this guy to get me the fantasy points that I need to win fantasy games on the outstart on the onset of the season and later in the season, right? So you, you yeah. kind of take the safer guys in the riskier rounds and then take the riskier guys in the safer rounds. You know what I mean? That's a relatively good strategy. Sometimes you have to rip your pants off and take a big risk. But like yeah. taking Cortland Sutton early in, the, about it. early in the third round, late in the second is not a too, wise too calculated high. risk. No, definitely not. I don't like that. Cortland Sutton, I love you, but I, I don't like that. So I have him 21. He might move up. I don't really like that I have him behind Devontae Parker at this point, and I might move him okay. up. Or Allen Robinson either. Or Keenan Allen. Might move him up three spots, four spots, but we'll see. I These are preliminary rankings, by the way. Um, yeah. When I start doing, after the NFL draft, I dive deep into wide receiver numbers. Oh, yeah. And, the biggest um, rankings, I think, are done. Once, like you, once you have questions to some of the answers that you have, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, about certain players... You know, is he the only guy on the roster? Whatever it is, you start to get a clearer picture of this. So these sure. are very preliminary. These are April rankings. If you're drafting using our April rankings, you've got issues. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so let's talk about. Um, we got a bunch of guys to get into. Uh, I had you had I had Dylan seventeen, and then you had Cortland Sutton seventeen. I have Keenan Allen eighteen. So we can talk about Keenan Allen. Um, you okay. have Keenan Allen twenty two. Yeah. So. I I'm with you. I'm with you on Keenan Allen. <laughs> I even wanted. To put I think him it's lower. so gross. I wanted to put him low. You know what? They don't have a quarterback. They don't it's, have. Yep. They don't have anything offensively, really. Like they have Austin Eckler, and that's it. So, they still have Hunter Henry. Oh, and they got Hunter Henry. That's good. And Mike Williams. And Mike Williams. And that offensive line no, is still have, decent. Yeah, they have weapons. <laughs> you know who their quarterback is? It's Toronto Taylor. Yeah. No. Sorry, Keenan yeah, Allen. Move problem. him down the board. Uh, um, if they draft Justin Herbert, he might go up a little bit, but even yeah. then, it's a rookie quarterback. How good is he going to be? Uh, right, right. Um, and rookie quarterbacks usually don't throw to one guy. Like, and Rivers, Rivers quarterbacks throw the ball around. Right. Rivers went to the, the, the slot position a lot. Exactly. That is another thing, too. Phillip Rivers loves checkdowns. He doesn't throw the ball down deep down the field, which is perfect for Keenan Allen and a slot guy. And if they draft Justin Herbert, he's... 
he's going to look for big plays as well. I mean, he's yeah. obviously he's not going to he's going to be kind of conservative about it. But they've they've been, they've be, sounded like they're very very hard on Tyrod right now. Yeah, and if if that's the case, you think Tyrod Taylor is going to give the ball no, down? No, a ton. Like <laughs> no way. Uh, Keenan Allen and the other gross part about it, you know, are we talking about an early bus candidate? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Keenan Allen right now is going off the board at three Oh six. Good luck. Fantasy owners with Keenan Allen. I don't, I don't Good luck. That. So, uh, I honestly, honestly, God, I did not want to rank Keenan Allen 18, yeah. but I, I mean, he, like Allen Robinson or Keenan Allen. Yeah, you can, you can debate that one. <laughs> I don't, I don't I don't even know. So yeah. I, I just what Keenan Allen was with Philip Rivers and what Keenan Allen is now are mm-hmm. going to be two different things. And I think what people love about Keenan Allen and loved about him last year, you're just not going to get out of him. Um, players coming out of college are not check down guys anymore. They're slingers. No. Yeah. These are these are people that watched Patrick Mahomes the last two years and said, "Oh God, we need to do that," you know, or or Lamar Jackson last year even. And they but say, even, well, I gotta, even if they draft, they might draft Justin Herbert and just go with Tron Taylor, which is I think what it sounds yeah. like. Which would Tron Taylor? I mean, who knows? Maybe he could be decent, but I don't think like if Tron Taylor is going to be good, it's going to be mo- like no, running the football. It's freaking true. He's going to be like a Lamar, a, a a poor man's Lamar, you know? <laughs> yeah, which. Is not good for uh, right. Keenan Allen. Right. Yeah, I, I don't like Keenan Allen. I think we can no, both agree on that. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, I love Keenan Allen as like a player for the longest yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, just not. But anyway. So uh, number 19, I have Allen Robinson um, on my, uh, what did I say it was? 19? Allen Robinson yeah. on my list. You have A-Rob at 20, so we're not too yeah. far off on those guys. Um. Yeah, I, I, I like Allen Robinson. I really do. Um, do you know what I hate? The Bears. Yep. That's, Mitch Trubisky, that's the Nick Foles. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> that's gross, yeah. dude. That whole situation's kind of gross. It's the problem is And I'm forced not, to I'm forced to rank Allen Robinson at nineteen, which is the horrible part. It's because he's a, he's he's good and he's gonna get touchdowns and he's Put gonna get a lot of catches. Good. But but if he if he just was in a better situation like you put him on the Eagles, maybe where he's like the number one guy. He's like, a he monster. Might be, he might be a top twelve like, guy on this list. Like, bro, do you do you like you watched you watched Allen Robinson? I watched the Bears because I wanted to see Montgomery, but yeah, you watched Allen Robinson last year, he, right? He, that was he his is best year so of his good. Too. He is such yeah. a good player, and and the fact that he has to get balls thrown to him from Mitch Trubisky is so unfortunate. I know it's awful. Like I want to, I want to watch him on a team with an actual freaking quarterback. Foles could be, could be a little better. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he'll be much better. But he all you got to do is better. look at the Jaguars. Yeah. Mm. How'd that turn out for Chark? <laughs> it made him worse. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't like Allen Robinson this year either. I think, I think he, I think he's good. I kind of put Keenan Allen and Allen Robinson in the same area. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I kind of yeah. see them at the same. They're 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 similar, high risk, low reward kind of players. And if you can get him, like, what round would you be okay with Keenan Allen? Oh gosh, probably like sixth. Yeah, me too. What round would you want Allen Robinson? Probably saying like sixth, three ten and three oh six is where they're going. Oh. So get out of here with that. I'd love yeah. to know what Adam Adam Hutchison thinks about Allen Robinson. He loves Allen Robinson, but yeah, Mitch I do too. I, I, honest to God, I do. No, I mean, I, especially this past season, like it opened my eye. Like he, yeah, some of the routes. I was, I was, was telling, I was trying to tell you this in the preseason because I was watching these games, and yeah. Allen Robinson, man, he just looked. He looked practices and games. He has. It's because he just burned me so hard last. Year I know. I, I had know. him or a year, two years ago now. But, but he has, he has like elite hands. And, yeah. and speed and he's just he he could be a top end receiver in this league but he's just so under utilized and utilized improperly just like everything in the bears offense to be honest with you yeah pretty much. <laughs> underutilized or uh poorly utilized is what i'll say um so i i really honestly at most of the bears offense i love david montgomery this year um, we'll yeah. probably talk about him in the future. I love David Montgomery, not this year, but in general, I love David Montgomery. 
I just don't like anything in the Bears offense. And I think like that that even speaks true for David Montgomery. I'm like, their their offense just so freaking stupidly bad. <laughs> like it's not even like they're bad. They have so many good players. It's just they're yeah. so stupid with how they use their players that it's like I can't rely on any of them in fantasy. Now you could rely on Allen Robinson in fantasy this year, but does that continue next year? If they switch to uh, Nick Foles, does that continue? I don't know. I have no idea. So much uncertainty for such a high value. I can't. I can't really take Allen Robinson now. If he falls to the fifth or sixth round, maybe I'll take him. I'm I'm okay with that. But let somebody else take the risk with their third round pick on Allen Robinson and and sit back. So that's why I have him at 19. I actually probably like Devontae Parker more than Allen Robinson, to be honest with you, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, um, so let's talk about, uh, I had Diggs uh, 19. Um, we discussed, or you had Diggs, I'm sorry. Yeah, you had Diggs 19. 19. Yeah. I had on Robinson 19. At 20, I have Devontae Parker. Sure. Um, and you have Devontae Parker basically swapped with my guy. Um, yeah. So you have him at 15, is that right? I have him 15, yeah. Why? So with Devontae Parker, um, I don't think much, it's been, it isn't confirmed, but the expectation is Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be the starter at the beginning of the year, right? Even if they draft a quarterback. Right. So if you look at what Devontae Parker did last year with Ryan Fitzpatrick, he was a top, like what, six, seven receiver? Did he finish seventh? Yeah, I believe it was seven. And especially at the end of the season, he really, I mean, he was good the whole season, but at the end, he really took it to a second gear. I, I don't think that would change. If Ryan Fitzpatrick is the quarterback at the beginning of the season, I think Devontae Parker is going to surprise a lot of people again. He's going to be very good. He's going to be consistent. He's going to get a lot of targets. And if they change to Tua midway through the season or the end of the season, yeah, I mean, that could definitely make it worse. But if two, if they're switching to, let's say, let's say they draft Tua, and let's say they switch to Tua halfway through the season, those there's probably a reason for that. So it means two is a good quarterback, which could right. affect Parker in a positive way. Or Fitzmagic is throwing 17 picks in a game. That's true. But even if he is, he's probably throwing the ball a lot, which yeah. means good things for Devontae Parker. Right. I, I just, I think Parker is getting slept on. I'm a little, I love Devontae Parker. Um, I, I liked him going into last year a little bit, but I wasn't super excited about the Miami Dolphins offense and how they were going to throw the football and all that stuff. And Josh yeah. Rosen and Ryan Fitzmagic. And so gross. But, um, and I, you were like, I, it took you until week 10, 11, 12, maybe <laughs> yeah, 13 me, before yeah, you, we were like, week 10. and the fact that Devonte Parker was on our freaking, um, waiver wire show every week for like eight weeks means that everyone else was also nervous about Devonte Parker. Right. And then you look at him at the end of the season and he finishes as the wide receiver seven and you're sitting there like looking at yourself going, why did I not pick that up? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's good. He's very talented. I think he suffers from a bad offense. And uh, the big thing for me is that he was very good last year in a bad offense. Yeah. So can yeah, I think he, the offense is better. Can it's he, not a lot better. Can he, better. you know, improve on what he did last year? I'm going to say no, just because I think their offense might be slightly better, but I think what he did last year was the ceiling of what you can get in the Dolphins offense with where you're at. Like if they don't draft Tua or they don't draft Herbert or they don't draft Jalen Hurd or they don't draft any quarterback and they just stick with the trash cans they got, then you're you're going to be sitting there looking at a guy who finished uh, he finishes the wide receiver seven and that's the high end of what you can get from Devontae Parker in that bad offense. So I think for me you can expect a regression from Devontae Parker. He's not going to produce at the same level he did last year. And for me. You know what I mean? I, I had to I had to put him at I had to put him at twenty on my list just because, you know, there isn't that like wide open you know path to, uh, you know, getting fantasy points automatically. You know what I mean? Like he just he just doesn't have the opportunity to to really put up a wide receiver seven performance again. I I could see wide receiver 14, 15, 16 around that range. But I'm just playing it safe on Parker at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, there are guys that I would rather take risks on than than drafting Devontae Parker. I'd even probably I I ranked him ahead of him, Allen Robinson ahead of him, and I probably want Allen Robinson ahead of him. Um, I think we're very far off on this player. Yeah, because like I, the Dolphins added two offensive linemen, 
Yep. Their defense is much more stacked. They added an elite corner. They added two linebackers, one of them Kyle mm-hmm. Van Noy. Uh, they're good. They have two picks in the first round, I think. They have Pittsburgh's and theirs. Yep. Then they have, I, I don't know. How, they, they have a lot of picks. I have to look at it. But I know they have a lot of draft picks, especially early on. Yeah. So they're going to get much better. They can even draft another offensive lineman, and now they've rebooted that offensive line completely. Um, and I, if Fitzpatrick stays the quarterback, I think he'll be good. I, I do agree with you in the fact that if Fitzpatrick's the quarterback, he's not going to finish. Like, seven is the ceiling, which is why I have him 15. But I still think he could be a, a top, like, 15 fantasy wide receiver with Ryan Fitzpatrick there now, very easily. To give you a little perspective on Devontae Parker, he is in the seventh round, seven twelve, as the thirty seventh wide receiver off the board. Oh yeah, See, I think we're I, both on board with that. Yeah, I'm like I'm dra- I'm ranking him twenty, going. I don't really I don't love him this year, but like you look at like literally these two players in complete different areas. You look at Allen Robinson three ten, Devontae Ugh. Parker one spot in my rankings less at seven twelve, basically in the eighth round. So in you're telling pick, yeah. like like who would you rather have? I would rather have Devontae, Devontae Parker. Parker. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So it's like I have Allen Robinson higher because if you're sitting, if I was sitting there in the sixth round or the seventh round, and Allen Robinson and Devonte Parker were on the board, I think the Bears have a slightly better offense than the uh, the Dolphins do, and I think that I think that I would go with Allen Robinson and and if I was put in that position, but based on value right now, then you have to take you have to take you know Devonte Parker. There's for sure no no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean you have a you have him a good twenty two spots ahead of where he's getting drafted. So I love that. Um, that's a good that's a good pick. You know what I mean? Especially in the seventh eighth round, if you if you go heavy on running backs in the first two three rounds, you're oh, gonna yeah. you're gonna be safe getting a wide I'd receiver be, there. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I I already mentioned it, but I have um uh Alan. What is it? Uh, Cortland Sutton. I'm sorry, twenty one, and you have twenty one. DJ Shark. I yeah. don't have him ranked in my top 24. I believe he might be 25 or 26. Sure. But uh, tell me why you have him 21. Uh, it might be like a little bit of just, he was my guy last year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but, I loved him last year. But um, no, yeah. I mean, he was when Gardner. So the big thing with Shark was when Gardner Minshew was in, he was, yeah. he was like a top 12, top 13 fantasy wide receiver. They went right. to Nick Foles. And he was a trash can. And I think I think this year, like, I don't have Chark very high. Obviously, I'm 21. So I don't think yeah. he's going to be, like, a top top 10 fantasy wide receiver or anything like that. But with a full season Gardner Minshew, I think Chark is the guy in that Jaguars offense. He's Excuse the, me. He's the number one receiver. So he's going to get targets. He's going to get looks. He's going to get a couple touchdowns. Yeah. I think I think uh, 21 is a solid spot for Chark. Who, do you know where he finished last year? It wasn't he as high as it could have been. Yeah. Because of the the false thing, but I know I think he finished Hold around. Like, I'm, I'm pulling it up now. Give me one yeah. second. I don't think Where he finished that low. Sixteen. I think he was. Yeah. So yeah. So I I see him finishing around the same boat this yeah. season as well. Right. Uh. So for me, I don't have him ranked in the top twenty four. Um. I don't know that. I'm not as excited about Chark as you were. Um. And I like right now he's four oh four. Yeah, that's too high. That hurts. I I'm a chart guy, but that's too high. Um, so yeah, I, I think for me, I when you look at I, I you know, I love Minshew Mania. He's a slinger. He likes to yeah. throw it deep. I think there's there is a real chance that the the Jags draft a quarterback this year. There are rumors floating around that it's really a, a Jalen Hurd or a uh, maybe even a Justin Herbert um, and that they would go out and they would make that decision to draft a quarterback. They like Minshew. Obviously they traded Nick Foles to get him into that position. Uh, I think they're, they're they, they probably keep their options open by drafting a quarterback just in case Minshew don't work out. Um, you know, Minshew wasn't a massive draft investment. So yeah, uh, I think, I think, you know, if he doesn't work out, they want to have a guy just in case. But um, we'll, we'll see what they do at the quarterback position. Assuming it's Minshew, he does like throwing to Chark. But that offense last year, they, I mean, the offensive coordinator was on the on the outs. He was going to be fired and they decided to keep him around. Um, mm-hmm. And he likes to throw the football a lot. So that benefits Chark a lot. Um, I like Chark. I just I don't really like the whole Jaguars offense right now. Um, 
I love Minshew, but I don't like the Jaguars whole offense. So I think maybe I'll warm on DJ Chark as the season off season goes along. But I think you might see a player that boomed in his rookie year, kind of regress a little bit in his second year. And then maybe in 2021, have a breakout season where he just is a monster and a top five wide receiver. But as of right now, I, I don't think that happens this year. I think there's a lot of learning that needs to happen for this offense before it kind of grows into what we want it to be. Um, yeah, I, I get, I get your points. It, it makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I hope they keep Minshew because, and run with Minshew because Minshew mania. Um, Let's go. I hope they don't draft a quarterback. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, I, I think shark will be solid. I don't think yeah. he's going to be anything crazy, but not fourth round pick, but he'll be solid. Right. Um, so we already, for you, we already talked about Keenan Allen. Um, there are two more guys that I wanted to discuss. I believe, hold on, I just want to check to see if there's anybody ahead that you had on your rankings. Um, yeah, I believe we talked about everybody on your list except for Tyler Lockett and AJ Green. Um, yeah. So I have uh, AJ Green. We'll talk about AJ Green first. Why? Why AJ Green so low with Joe Burrow and all the excitement for Burrow? Why? So, why AJ Green so low? Because I, I have him twenty-two. I'm not. I'm not judging. I'm just asking. I'm yeah, curious. No, I, I don't even know why I ranked him twenty-two. I I might even have him lower. It, it's because uh, he's thirty-one. 607 like it i do like that yeah he's 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 31 years old he's gonna turn 32 when the season starts wow so he's an he's for a wide receiver yeah that's true that's very old coming off a lot of injuries he's injured every year and he just missed a full a full season yeah foot injury that's not good for a wide receiver no now granted i think he's still talented and with joe burrow there he might get looks but the reason i don't have him hired is who know we don't know who joe burrow's guy is what if his yeah. go-to guy is Tyler Board? What if it's John Ross, who people forget about, Ooh, who was John very, very good last year before he got injured? Yeah. Who was a former, what, I think sixth overall pick? Yeah. Like a few years overall, ago. Overall. Like, like the, yeah, you're not talking about sixth round. He's talking about yeah. like six in the draft. Yeah, he was a, and he's ex, he's wicked talented. Oh, his, so his fast. So staying fast. On the field. But like, if, if John Ross is healthy, who I think John who Ross knows? could be yeah. the, the main guy. Yeah. You so guys don't know. You make some very valid points. Yeah, I think AJ Green is the favorite to be Joe Burrow's guy. Yeah, um, because he is AJ Green. He's got the pedigree, and yeah. he's still a good receiver. Uh, but who knows? And what if Joe Burrow's not even good? Right. <laughs> like, what if Joe Burrow's no better than Andy Dalton or worse? Right. Right. Like, we um, don't know. So yeah, I mean, you, all your vo- all your points are valid. I feel as though. With the rookie quarterback coming in, the uncertainty sitting there, the fact that the Bengals sucked last year offensively, um, they have a lot of hope for the future. You know, you have Tyler Boyd, you have John Ross, yeah. you have AJ Green, you have a, 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 a mediocre to low end offensive line. You're going to draft the number one overall pick, Joe Burrow, and you have Joe Mixon as your running back. So they have the pieces. They have the pieces to do some decent work. If they add to the offensive line, you're, you're in a good position to do some great things offensively. And if that's the case, and AJ green is the number one wide receiver, then you you could see really good production. But do you know, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, you've heard that name before. Yep. Old man kind of comparing him to that. So AJ green will just age his, he, what did he call it? It was an Achilles injury or a toe injury. I think it was a toe. Wasn't Either it a way, toe? foot injuries destroy receivers, and yeah. um, and so you you you're kind of in a tough spot for AJ Green. Um, I like him a lot, but I think low end wide receiver two is probably a safe bet for him. I think sixth round is great. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. if I have AJ Green as my you know as my third wide receiver on my team to start the season, I'm feeling good about that. I do believe that that ADP will rise as the season goes along. From six oh seven to probably something somewhere around the fourth round, um, that might be a hot take for people. But AJ Green's AJ Green, and there are people. Yeah, he's the name. There are people like my brother in our home league that will love AJ Green <laughs> next year. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I agree with you on all those points. I was ranking earlier, and I'm like, why is AJ Green so low? And then I just couldn't move him up. I couldn't move him up. I just couldn't do it. Hurt the soul. But I love you, AJ Green. Good years, good years, but it's over. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, um, most likely. We'll see. So let's talk about your uh, your twenty third guy. You had uh, AJ Green twenty four. Um, your twenty third guy to complete your rankings, and I'll talk about one more guy after that. Is Tyler Lockett? You love Lockett. You love that guy. <sighs> yeah. And uh, we got him at twenty four. I see a mass regression in that Seattle offense coming this year. And I don't know that a lot of people are seeing it coming, but um, Russell Wilson was highly efficient this year, way more efficient than he usually is. I think they're going to regress a little bit backwards. They love running the football. They love, love, love it. And uh, Metcalf turned into a uh, transformed monster in the, in the, uh, uh, what was it? The postseason or the end of the regular season? Like he turned into a really good player. So I think I think Metcalf and Lockett could probably be put in the same conversation here. And if you I had to, too, yeah. if you had to choose one, I I might even choose Metcalf over Lockett, just for the pure sake of they like him and they targeted him a lot more than they did Lockett. So yeah, that's the problem. I like Lockett, and I st- well, I still think Lockett is like. If Wilson's in trouble and he's scrambling in the pocket, he's looking for Tyler Lockett. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that's why I have Lockett ahead of Metcalf, but they do love Metcalf, and they're going to use him a lot this year. And Lockett's three eleven, bro. And they so, added Philip Dorsett as well. Oh, that's too. That's fifteenth off the board. It's too high. Too high. And I, mm-hmm. I, I do like Lockett, and I wouldn't mind him on my team again. It's just like yeah, he 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 has a ceiling, and it's not that high. Agreed. Like I think he'll he'll definitely be good. You get him on your team, and he's a, he he could be a number two receiver, a flex guy, or a bench guy, whatever he is. But he'll be solid. Like you know, he's gonna be good. But he just he's not gonna be a wide receiver. But if you're guy. drafting him early, fourth, late, second, I mean, uh, I late think, third, you're you're gonna have some issues. I think every guy on this list, except maybe like Keenan Allen, and yeah, other than maybe like Keenan Allen because of the quarterback situation. Yeah. But even him, like right. if if I said any one of these guys finish in the top ten. Right. You probably wouldn't expect it, but you wouldn't be like shocked. I would be mm-hmm. borderline shocked if Tyler Lockett finished in the top ten <laughs> out of all these guys we've mentioned. So yeah, far. I agree. I think he's a he's a consistent uh, wide receiver too. And yeah. I I think I actually think if you draft him and he does turn out to be the Lockett that we normally get, um, yeah. or, or a little bit less of a version of the Lockett that we normally get, he's still a solid wide receiver too. Oh no, absolutely. I think I I just I I kind of look at him as a guy that. You're going to draft in the 311 and you're going to get burned. He's kind of overhyped, overvalued, and um, people, are, people are not going to like seeing him ranked that low. You got those locket truthers and they're loud. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's one more guy. Um, and I understand why he's getting ranked lower. To be honest with you, he'll probably get ranked lower. lower. He made my top 24. He did not make your top 24. He's number 25, though. He's number 25 on your list. T.Y. Hilton who currently getting drafted off the board at, I just wanted to clear the air first before we discuss T.Y. Sure. 408, 21, 21st wide receiver off the board. Uh, too high. A little too high. Um, Hilton's good. Always been good. He's never really had with Andrew, even with Andrew Luck, he's never really had a, uh, you know, huge top five wide receiver season. Kind of in the same conversation as Lockett, where he's not, he might finish as a low, low end wide receiver one. But I think his days of being a wide receiver one are kind of in the past. Yeah. And uh, you kind of look at these last three guys that I ranked AJ Green, T.Y. Hilton, and Tyler Lockett. All three of them, I don't think, can be a wide receiver one in 2020. Um, so for me, I, I put T.Y. Hilton in the top 24 because I, like I said, I do think he's going to be a wide receiver two next year. I think he's going to be between 13 sure. and 24. In some respect, the concern for me is uh, Felipe Rivers and his lack of ability yeah. to throw it more than more than 18 yards down the field. So uh, I think I think you're going to see some issues with T.Y. If he can if he can kind of switch to more of a slot role or, or do something a little bit more efficient with, you know, instead we saw Mike Williams, man. And how much talent I Mike Williams I, had and, so and I, how bad he was for fantasy. And like, I just, I keep closing my eyes and seeing Mike Williams running down the field. It's, it's very similar to Mike Williams and T.Y. Hilton is 30 years old and uh, he's going to turn 31 during the season. So yeah. he's not a young buck anymore. And he's a guy who relies on a lot of speed and outside 
right. his outside abilities. And Philip Rivers just doesn't throw the ball outside. Like it, I don't think it's going to work too well with Hill. I'll be su- I mean, I I could be wrong, but I just I I have him twenty five, so it's not like I think he's going to be completely useless. Right? Like he's still going to be T Y Hill if healthy. But yeah, I I think with Philip Rivers as quarterback, it's not a good fit for T Y Hilton. Um, and yeah, if he is getting old and he's injury prone as well, it's just right. I don't know. I agree. Agreed. That's that's our top 24 right there, friends and family. That is our top 24. I'm not going to recite it again. We don't have time to do that. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you'll see you'll see the full rankings soon enough. Yeah. Um, but that'll do it for this episode of the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Wide receiver rankings are over. We have one group left. Tight ends. Good luck. Oh boy. With, good luck to us. Don't forget to check out our yeah, website, yeah. thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll talk to you on Tuesday, Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.